Time for another Ag Perspectives podcast from CattleCon 2024 in Orlando, Florida. We're being powered by Farm Data Services of Stillwater. I'm Ron Hayes, and and with us, Extension Livestock Market Economist Dr. Daryl Peel, giving us some reaction and analysis of the cattle inventory report for January 2024, released on the last day of January. We're back with Dr. Peel here in just a few moments. While many tools for managing risk exist for livestock producers today, Livestock Risk Protection, or LRP, may be a valuable option for you, no matter how large or small the operation. Clay Bertram at Farm Data Services tells us more. It's a risk management tool for large producers, small producers, the small cow-calf guy. Um, It's eligible for anybody that wants to have a floor and buy insurance on their cattle. Give Farm Data Services a call today at 800-579-8164. They are an equal opportunity provider. We're talking to you today with Extension Livestock Market Economist, Dr. Daryl Peel. Daryl, we're actually face-to-face today. We're here at CattleCon 2024 in Orlando. And by gosh, they they scheduled this whole meeting around this cattle inventory report uh, for uh, for the January 1 numbers. Tell us about the numbers. Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, the semi-annual cattle report came out this afternoon. So this is the and and this is the one even though it's semi-annual. We get one in July, but the January one is the only one that has all the state numbers in it too. So this is the biggest batch of data we get for the cattle industry all year. So, you know, in broad terms, uh, you know, the report really came out pretty close to expectations. Um, however, one of the caveats is that USDA did make some significant revisions to some of last year's numbers. So, uh, we were sort of right for the wrong reason reasons in some sense on this. But bottom line is we're still getting smaller. I mean, that's the the take-home message here in the cattle industry. We're still getting smaller. The all-cattle inventory is down. The beef cow numbers are down. um, Replacement heifers are down across the board. So, so let's let's break down those beef cows, especially the replacement heifer numbers. What what what, what do they tell you? So you know, beef replacement heifers were down uh, 1.4% again. Um, the beef cow numbers were down two and a half percent from last year, um, and again they revised last year's numbers down uh, significantly or somewhat. No, actually they raised them up just a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, so, um, but you know, again, uh, we're still getting smaller. We have less cattle, less heifers. Um, to start with, you know, um, if, if we start trying to not liquidate in 2024, and I'm going to say it that way because I've said for some time that I didn't think that, you know, we could do more than just sort of hold steady in 2024, even if we start the wheels turning. Uh, so, and this would lend support to that idea that, you know, we've got smaller getting to this year and uh, it's going to be a slow, lengthy process to rebuild from. That 28.2 million head for the beef cow number, I guess what, that that may be just a tad bigger than what could have been the worst case scenario? Uh, it's It could be. You know, again, they raised last year's number by just a few thousand head. Uh, it's pretty close. It's about, uh, you know, it's within, oh... 100,000 of what I expected uh, for my pre-report estimates. Uh, you know, it still makes it, uh, I'll have to go back and verify for sure, but I think it makes it the uh, smallest U.S. beef cow herd since 1961, um, which is only one year earlier than last year's number. Um, the all-cattle inventory at 87.15 million head is the smallest U.S. cattle total cattle inventory since 1951. 
Wow. So it's been a long time since we've been this small on cattle numbers in this country. That's, that's uh, lower than any of our lifetimes, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, none of us have seen this. So, uh, um, you know, you got to go back a long ways to, 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 you know, and we were obviously on the way up then. That was, that was as the industry was getting bigger, uh, headed towards the all-time peak in the mid-'70s, and then we've been uh, smaller since then, and uh, it's still getting smaller here in the short run. Tell me a little bit more about the beef uh, replacement, uh, the heifer numbers. Beef replacement heifers were uh, down about 1.4% this year, year over year. Um, and, you know, USDA for about 25 years now has given us a breakdown of that total beef replacement heifer number into the subset of those that are heifers expected to calve in 2024. Uh, that number was down 1.9% from last year. So, again, we didn't bring very many heifers into this year that are that are bred heifers so you know this idea that we're going to stop liquidating is going to be a challenge to, to stop liquidating we're certainly no potential for growth with this kind of a heifer pipeline you know i've talked about what that uh, means as far as with the, the attitudes that are out there in the country what what does this report kind of suggest to you well, I think, you know, it confirms what we kind of figured out at the end of last year, and that is that producers are taking it pretty cautiously. Uh, and, and there's a number of reasons for that, I think. One of them, uh, last year, of course, we had a, we had a tremendous run-up in prices, first year of high prices, and a lot of producers, after suffering through drought and high input costs for two or three years, really said, i got to take advantage of this. I just need to sell everything, uh, heal up financially. I think they did that. Um, so it wasn't that they, you know, couldn't be convinced to save some heifers. They just really had a short-run pressing need uh, to not save heifers. I suspect that we will begin that process this year where we'll look more towards uh, retaining those heifers. And we'll probably breed a few more heifers this year because there's heifers out in the country. Right now we're calling them other heifers, but we'll probably breed some of those before the year's over. The one thing I've noticed in some of the more recent reports, uh, we've got uh, the, the crop progress monthly summaries for Oklahoma and also the latest numbers on Texas. Uh, basically, we're, we're in pretty bad shape until we start breaking, uh, getting, getting warmer. Maybe some of this moisture takes hold on pasture and range conditions. I think maybe 30% good to excellent in Oklahoma, uh, single digits for Texas. Yeah, you know, pasture conditions are still pretty tough, and especially, you know, kind of north and south of Oklahoma, where, you know, we had a pretty good year last year relative to Kansas and Texas. Um, we've got lots of hay. We did make a lot of hay last year in Oklahoma. Other states uh, generally made a little bit more, but they're still below average by quite a bit. Um, and, you know, the other thing that I've been hearing for, for most of the last several months from producers was that even if they had forage that was okay, um, wasn't outstanding, but water was a real challenge. Ponds were low and all of that. Now, more recently, we've had some rain, and at least down in, for example, in southeast Oklahoma, producers down there last week told me they're full. So they have gotten some, finally gotten some recuperation in that, and maybe we're going to see it in some other places too. So, um, you know, in general, um, obviously forage conditions are we're not growing right now, so uh, we're kind of working with what we've got, um, you know, um, and we had some really cold weather that probably uh, certainly stopped any wheat pasture growth. Um, but So we, we're going to use, use what we have, but we won't get a lot more growth out of that until, unless you're going to graze out and get into the springtime. I guess the, the other question is for uh, uh, Oklahoma anyway, uh, Southern Plains, uh, winter wheat grazing. Uh, the, the number we saw here this, this week, 55% of the state uh, wheat uh, has been grazed. Um, yeah, I, you know, there's more cattle out on wheat. Um, and so, um, you know, 
you know, we, we obviously producers have been pretty pretty happy about that, and you know that that also means that uh, some of that carryover. Now, if you look at the uh, the uh, the cattle inventory report, uh, one of the things we do is calculate that residual supply of feeder cattle not in feedlots, and we do that from several inventory categories. That number was actually down about four point two percent. So, um, you know, we've been getting smaller uh, as an industry since twenty nineteen. Uh, the last peak and this confirms that we're, that it's kind of catching up with us now even though we've got two percent more cattle in the feedlot in the short term we don't have a lot of, uh, of cattle out in the country to replace them it's going to get much tighter as we go forward extension livestock market economist out of oklahoma state university dr daryl peel talking to us here at cattle con 2024 in orlando might mention those beef cow numbers by state Texas remains number one at 4.1 million head, down 4% from a year ago. Oklahoma continues to be the second largest beef cow state in America, 1.922 million head, down 3%. Missouri, 1.84 million head, down 6%. They had a lot of drought during the year. Nebraska, 1.63 million head, down 4%. South Dakota, 1.5 million head, down 2%. And Kansas, 1.264 million head, down 4% from one year ago. That does it for this report from CattleCon 2024 with Dr. Peel. I'm Ron Hayes on the Oklahoma Farm Report.